Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. Today is Wednesday, December the 15th, in case you didn't know. Uh, and joining me in studio today is Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning. Ed Battagliano. Hey, good morning, Tim. So it's the three of us today. And uh, uh, guys, December the 15th means 10 days from, well, that's if you if you celebrate Christmas with your family in terms of gift exchanges on December the 15th, you got uh, nine days left. Right. So does that trouble you, Ed, at all, or are you not bothered by the – Oh, have you already, it, or have it, you already done your uh, – It does. It bothers me because I do all our Christmas shopping. <laughs> and, uh, your no. nose just grew yes. about four even, inches. Yeah, even – and that's – that that means I can, I can open – You can smell can better. I can open a door from – two feet away yeah no my wife does all that and i think uh, i think we're all done uh same here you think we're all done you don't even know yeah, no that's right hey fred what about it's, texting home yeah, right uh, now <laughs> uh what about you fred the jackson the uh, jackson family there may be a few stocking stuffer type things yeah. but for the most yeah. part we're done yeah you know what i always have to look out for and a lot of men know this identify with this is when uh, Alice and my wife and I, we say, well, we're not going to buy each other anything. We're going to, maybe we'll, we'll go, maybe we'll, you know, take a trip sometime in February, somewhere warm or something like that as a gift to each other for Christmas. And then on, when, when then we have our family celebration and here comes a gift. I know. When you said <laughs> that, huh? I said, oh yeah. Here comes Alice and I say, oh, I just thought I'd buy that for you. <laughs> it's just a little happy. Right. Just a little happy. And then you go. <laughs> okay, and I didn't get you anything right. because we agreed prior to this display in front of 15 other people yeah. that uh, that we weren't going to do this to each other. Let me run to the only store open right. on December 24th. Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what I do know. you want from the 7-Eleven? <laughs> <laughs> now, that might work for Allison because she, she really gets into those gummy bears. Oh, uh, well, there you go. So you know, uh, and probably for the same reason that I like them. Yeah, and that is, I didn't even know they really existed until grandkids. Oh, gummy, for some reason, gummy bears? They, they must have come yeah. after my kids or something because I just don't remember them yeah. when the, my kids were growing up. I'm not a fan, particularly no. of the one or two, but they go a long way. Well, I, let me just tell my granddaughter just, can eat a whole bag. Let me in just throw minutes. this in. What? Take a melatonin before I go to bed. It's a gummy. <laughs> I take. Uh, uh, men's vitamins, gummy. Every, I, everything's a gummy. Everything's a gummy. If I, if I, I could knock myself out eating those melatonin gummies. Have three or four of those. What, the, the melatonin isn't that something that changes it's, your skin color or something? No, it's melanin. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. You don't want it to a pill with that in it. <laughs> Michael Jackson took those, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I better stop right there. All right, uh, we uh, thank you for listening as always. If Ed, tell folks how they can join us on what you call that their internet. Yes, if you would like to watch us do radio, you can do that. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. 
The technology is there for you to do that. You can go to either YouTube or Facebook and type in Today's Issues. That's the name of this show. And click through, and you can watch us do this radio show. Periodically, we'll wade to the cameras. If uh, we, we do have a regular slate of folks who will tune in, and they interact with one another on Facebook. And uh, I think they even pray for each other. You know, they, they like each other. Hey, uh, real quickly, uh, we've got our spiritual heritage tours planned for uh, 2022 in June and September. Uh, so we've got, uh, we'll be going to Williamsburg, Colonial Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. And then we'll go to Washington, D.C. and Mount Vernon, George Washington's Mount Vernon. Those are two separate tours, but we do them back-to-back because we have a lot of folks who come from far distances to meet us in uh, in Williamsburg and D.C., and they want to do both tours, so you can do both or either or. So if you want information on those in June and September again, which Allison, my wife, and I will be leading those tours along with Stephen and Beth McDowell of the Providence Foundation, simply go to spiritualheritagetours.com, and you can read everything about them, spiritualheritagetours.com. And uh, um, almost everyone who joins us, our listeners to American Family Radio. So we'll be family, if you will, together for those tours coming up in June and September. Fred, what's leading the news? Actually, it's something that you just sent out a few minutes ago uh, before we went on the air. It was a British study, and the headline is, Fully Vaccinated Account for 9 in Every 10 COVID-19 Deaths Since August, According to the latest official data. Out of the U.K. Out of the U.K. Nine out of 10. That's That's stunning. That's because, and I I read that study two two times, or that report two times, because I wanted to make sure it it was properly sourced. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, Brent, you don't have that. Uh, We'll send it to you. I'm sorry I didn't send that to you, but we'll get it to you. So what what do you make? Uh, that's because there's a high vaccination rate, exactly in the UK. Yes, yes, and so and like here, there's a high vaccination rate. Right. I haven't seen the data since August for the United States, but what is it? Six two hundred million Americans have been vaccinated now, according to the latest figures that we know. We also know that there have been spikes occurring amongst the vaccinated in this country. Now, say all of this to introduce our first story of the day. And our first story of the day involves President Joe Biden, who yesterday gave an interview to a reporter, John Patel of WHIO-TV. All right? The reporter asks him, federal judges have halted three of those COVID vaccine mandates. Are you going to back down or are you going to continue to fight those in court? This is what the president of the United States responded to that question. So this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, the unvaccinated, not the vaccinated, the unvaccinated. That's the problem. And so everybody talks about freedom and not to have a to have a shot or have a test. Well, guess what? And so how about patriotism? How about making sure that you're vaccinated so you do not spread the disease to anybody else? What about that? What's the big deal? What's the big deal of having to take a test once a week to know you can show up to work and you're not causing other people to get sick? Well, the big deal is 
he hasn't read the latest science or he's refusing to talk about it because we do know that the vaccinated in the United States can not only contract it again, but can transmit it as well. Yeah, what he said right there was just ignorance uh, or uh, ignorance or he was lying. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how else to say it. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt to say he doesn't know what he's talking about because he hadn't had a refresher maybe from Dr. Fauci, uh, who uh, is co-president now, as we know. From, that's what Biden said the other day, basically. Uh, he said Bi Fauci's around the White House so much, I think he's president. That's what Biden said. He was joking, obviously. But, you know, um, again, feel the need to say this often. Uh, the, the COVID shots or the vaccine shots, um, uh, listen, the Bible doesn't speak to that. Right. Okay. So that's, that's people's personal decision. And uh, I have a lot of friends and family who got the COVID shots, and I have a lot of friends and family who decided not to but for whatever reason. So, but, but, so, you know, that's America, right? And, but, but the, the, what, what Biden is saying right there, <clears throat> what he conveniently leaves out if he's uh, intentional about misleading people. And I, I was kind of surprised that the reporter, and maybe he did, and we just don't have it challenged. Uh, the president on this, uh, but it's it's not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. By saying that, he's deflecting from the reality of the situation, which is that the COVID shots do not prevent the contraction or the spreading of COVID any longer. Maybe that was true last spring, last summer, when uh, when uh, millions of Americans got the COVID shots and and the uh, potency of the vaccine was more effective. But now we're into variant number three, right? Uh, is that true? But, well, you know. it's, it's, I think it'd be like the second variant okay. from the original. Okay. But, but uh, my, my, my point is he's trying to blame people. He's trying to divide Americans again on false information. He's saying that if this is a, a, a pandemic of the, of the unvaccinated. In other words, if everybody would just get the shots, then this would be over. And uh, all, all he needs to do is walk down the hall and talk to his uh, White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, to say, hey, Jen, did the vaccine keep you from getting covid and she will tell him, no, Mr. President, it does, it didn't, and it doesn't stop people from getting COVID. So um, that was not a good answer from the president, not a satisfactory answer. And you could either call it ignorance or you could call it he was uh, intentionally misleading the uh, reporter and the public with his answer. Well, and which it will, it will, I'm sure if that's the case, it will be flagged by Facebook and YouTube <laughs> as being misinformation, right? Yes. Medical yeah. misinformation. Go that, ahead. That's Fred. right. Ed. Well, and, and the fact of the matter is now, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, uh, the federal government is not keeping track. Fred, you may know this is not keeping track of cases of the Delta variant, right? They, they just are just saying, okay, COVID. Mm -hmm. So they they have not tried to parse out Delta variant. They're certainly not going to do it with Omicron. No. <laughs> and, and so so even if it was true at one time, like I think you're kind of saying this too, Tim, like last spring when most people who were going to get the vaccine started to get it, starting in the, you know, 
uh, uh, early part of the year on through the spring and the summer. Um, most of those people who got it, maybe it was true that the vaccine kept you with less severe symptoms out of the hospital. That was the promise at mm-hmm. some point was mm-hmm. that it's not going to keep you from maybe getting it or spreading it. Remember, they had to kind of change the story. Yeah. All right. For, it's not going to keep you from, lower the curve. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not going to keep you from getting it or not going to keep you from spreading it. I know we said that was going to happen if you got the vaccine. We're changing the story, but it does keep you out of the hospital. Yeah. Okay. Well, even if that was true then, I don't know if it was true. I don't know how they would know it was true with the Delta variant and Omicron because they're not they're not delineating between original COVID cases that may still be going on. I don't know, and then the other next two variants. So, to your point about the uh, stats coming out of the UK and then especially Scotland, mm-hmm. Scotland, th- th- there's the same kind of stats coming out of Scotland. Um, how do we know that it's this is now? not a pandemic of the vaccinated. Yes. How do we know that? Yes. Well, there's a couple of things. In that clip we just played of Joe Biden, he said, what's the big deal? Yeah. Well, it's a big deal because, Mr. President, <clears throat> you have activated these mandates. Mr. President, you want people fired from their job if they don't do what you tell them to do. That's a yeah. big deal. Booted yeah. out of the military. That's, that's like a king. Yes, quite frankly, which is what these court decisions have said. The president of the United States does not have the constitutional right Right. to force anybody to undergo a medical procedure. Right. It is a big deal. Yeah. And he didn't answer that. uh, He didn't answer that part of it. The the court challenges, which is what he was asked, what he was asked. He was. He did not answer that. He's a lawyer. He should be able to say, well, I think it is constitutional because of A, B and C. And, how, and we're going to fight, continue fighting in court, yeah. which is what he was asked. Yeah. Instead, he just said, "What's the big deal?" <laughs> and that was his, basically that was his bottom line answer uh, for, uh, for for the for, for what's happening with the courts shutting down his uh, mandate. Let me just say too, I was reading about the shot, the uh, excuse me, the testing, because uh, he did offer in his proposal his mandate, if you will, Biden. Uh, if you don't want to get the COVID vaccine shots, you can do a weekly testing. Mm. That is for all companies uh, or businesses with 100 or less employees, right? 100 or, 100 more, or more. 100 or more employees because people with 100 and less employees, they don't spread the virus. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Just go work this. for a yeah, company yeah, that has yeah. 100 it's or less. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's cuts off of that 100. The COVID searches out. Right. Is, Places, workforces, because it's an emergency, but not that big, not that big of an emergency. <laughs> but it, can, it counts. The COVID counts uh, the businesses before it goes in. Uh, so, so he, you know, he. This is a uh, a moving target with these people, mm-hmm. uh, Fauci and and Biden and company, and the the mandates are being stopped by the courts. And, oh, I know what I was going to say about the testing. Uh, that sounds fair enough, right? Okay, you can get the shot or you can get the testing. Testing less uh, of a problem with the vast majority of people than uh, having to inject yourself with a, <clears throat> a vaccine that, that into your bloodstream. Now, that testing costs a lot of money. 
<laughs> I found finding out the insurance in your government is not going to pay for those. So you're talking about $150 a test a week for a lot of people if they're going to do this. That's that's what I was reading. Uh, uh, I think that may be true because it at first the government was paying and the insurance, for the testing and some the of the insurance, insurance yeah. yeah, but not any longer. So if you're going to, so I'm just saying that's punitive for most people. You're talking about let's say say $150 a week on average. 300 600 600 a month out of your pocket to be paying for your weekly COVID that's impossible testing. for a lot of people yeah yeah i just i just wanted to add that because uh that is a part that he did mention that that's a good point so these the, uh these businesses <laughs> these yeah. businesses of 100 employees and over yeah they're not the ones paying for the testing the individuals pay for it themselves like or does it listen maybe depends i don't have documentation on that maybe somebody can correct me but i i think i think it's it's true that you have to pay for this out of your pocket your company's not going to continue to pay for it uh and your insurance company's not going to continue to pay for a ongoing weekly COVID yeah. test. What, what were you saying fred well uh, just uh to kind of to that point uh, we have the story about kroger which is, I, I think, one of the... It is the country's biggest traditional grocery chain right now. Uh, what they have announced for their employees, unvaccinated workers will no longer be eligible to receive up to two weeks' paid emergency leave if they become infected. Also, the company said it will also begin charging a $50 monthly fee to unvaccinated salary workers and managers who are enrolled in the company health care plan if you're not yeah. vaccinated. That's a penalty for... For not being vaccinated, that that's bizarre. The first part is bizarre. I, I at least understand the reasoning mm-hmm. on the insurance thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't agree with it, but I understand it. But the first part of that is bizarre. You cannot, you cannot take leave, paid leave, if you get the virus and you're unvaccinated. And you're unvaccinated. But if you've been vaccinated and you get the virus, mm. then the vaccine doesn't work. So why are you punishing those who don't get it? <laughs> Yeah, Ed, you're th- you're thinking too logical. Uh, yeah, that's bizarre. You, that's Kroger doing that. That's Kroger. Kroger doing that. You know what? Uh, I think that's going to really hurt Kroger because if they got ten to twenty percent of their workforce who doesn't want to get the COVID shots, uh, you know, there are plenty of other jobs to be had at the uh, hourly pay that Kroger yes. uh, offers. Uh, so I, I think they're only. They're only hurting themselves, in my opinion, with this kind of a, a self-induced mandate on the because part of people. People notice. Uh, I notice the, the few times I go into the stores to buy yeah. stuff. Okay, my wife's all the yeah. time coming home. This shelf's empty. This shelf. Maybe that's supply chain issues, but it also may be they don't have enough overnight people to stock the shelves. So if Kroger starts to have right. a a uh, service problem, they're going to wish they wouldn't have done this. That's right. They're going to wish they would. So <laughs> I was reading a message board last night, and I know people have heard this before. Uh, to review the, uh, the, the the federal government policy now with mandate, the, with Biden mandates, uh, if, for the, uh, if you get vaccinated, you're protected from COVID, right? But if you're vaccinated, you're not protected from the unvaccinated because they – they can, they, they're the ones, mm-hmm. the unwashed, they're the ones that are transmitting COVID mm-hmm. to the vaccinated who are not protected by the vaccine. <laughs> and that's what, that's what we're worried about. Is that, yes. have I got this that's, right? That's, that's exactly. And, and you know, we've been talking about this, that from that issue yeah. for months right. and we still don't get clear answers No, from the people who are promoting the vaccine. They, 
They do not have an answer because all they've argued for is the vaccine. And listen, all these problems we're talking about only get worse if, as we all suspect, these new variants continue to come across the ocean from this place or another, and then they start talking about boosters. So so just how vaccinated does Kroger demand that their employees be? What if they say, I got two Pfizer shots. I got, you know, Johnson & Johnson. Now you're saying that if I don't get a booster every three or six months, these penalties apply? Also, I I would ask Kroger, for example, are you going to also announce you're not going to cover employees if they have a car accident and don't have their seatbelt on? Mm. What what about employees that uh, smoke? What about employees that smoke? What about employees that are uh, very obese and it affects their health? Are you going to say... If you remain obese, we're not paying for your uh, medical treatment should you have a heart attack or something. Right. I just yeah. wonder if they're going to Or if you drink, that. you get cirrhosis of yeah. the liver or you, you know. There's a hundred things we can think of right. that are health issues uh, that are, you know, that people have happened to them that uh, maybe they were being, quote, irresponsible. Kroger uh, is but, happy to announce that if you are hit by a meteorite, right. we will cover you. Okay. <laughs> But everything else. But if you have a warning luck. from NASA that a meteorite is on the way, then, yes, and ignore then it. we are not going to pay for your uh, your health care. Right. All right. You're listening to today's issues. I'm Tim with Ed and Fred. And if you want to uh, follow us online, go to Facebook or YouTube and type in today's issues. And we are live video streaming the show there. If you want to send us an email, comments at AFR.net is the address. Comments at AFR.net. All right, Fred, what, what else you got over there? <laughs> We got a break coming up here in just a, a second, but uh, let me tease it a little bit. Uh, what's going on with Congresswoman Liz Cheney? Tucker Carlson spent a lot of time last night uh, telling us what Liz Cheney's been up to, including Liz Cheney, who represents Wyoming as a member of Congress there. She was up in New Hampshire lately. <laughs> Why do politicians from other parts of the country go to New Hampshire? It's they, usually mm-hmm, go ahead. It's not the skiing. I don't think there's snow up there yet. Ed, you came Pro- from well, probably probably not yet. Not yet. So uh, the speculation is is that when a politician goes to New Hampshire uh, a couple of years before a presidential election, it usually has something to do with a desire to run mm-hmm. for president. Very interesting. Last night we're going to talk about this after the break. She's been up to New Hampshire. She's been getting money, according to Tucker Carlson, from the old establishment part of the Republican Party. We're talking Mitt Romney. We're talking Mitch McConnell. Uh, We're talking uh, Jeb Bush. People like that are putting money into her coffers. Now, we know what Liz Cheney has been up to. She is now the darling of Nancy Pelosi. She is sitting on the January 6th commission. What happened on January 6th? Oh, it was an insurrection, Tim. There was a, 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 I missed a, that. a takeover of the country was oh, attempted. Yeah. Must have been watching too I think, much football. I think Liz Cheney is so close to Nancy Pelosi, she goes to her house, they eat ice cream together. <laughs> there you go. $30 listen, a pint. Listen, uh, Liz, Liz Cheney will uh, probably be lucky to survive in, in Wyoming the next election cycle. I don't know what the polls show there, uh, but she's not going to be the uh, – she doesn't have any chance at all being the Republican – presidential nominee no uh so i don't know what she's doing in new hampshire um 
You know, the the Democrats are going to, they're going to milk this. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make January 6th a federal holiday uh, by ho- a morning. Yes. Uh, because, a day huh? of mourning. A day of mourning that will be uh, commemorated annually by the Democrat Party. Um, flags at half-mast. I mean, we got the whole deal yeah. going on here. Yeah. Uh, they'll, but uh, Jen Psaki said yesterday they're going to do something to, quote, commemorate January the 6th at the White House. So they're, they're going to – I think most Americans are more worried about gas prices and energy right. costs and yeah. inflation. Uh, that's so should Biden. And we'll be back in a minute. Stay with us. So, Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. Hannah's Heart with Ann Cockrell and Kendra White. Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. Hannah's Heart helps couples process infertility and miscarriage through a biblical lens. Join us Saturday afternoon at 5 Central on American Family Radio. Find the podcast at AFR.net. A vacation with a purpose. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. That's what some of our folks have called our spiritual heritage tours, which we're going to be doing again in 2022. Let me tell you what we do. We go on a trip to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. We see early American history there. And then we go to Washington, D.C. and George Washington's Mount Vernon on a separate tour. We do these in June and September. They're perfect weather months in that part of the country. Stephen McDowell, who is a historian and author of America's Providential History, he will be our expert on the trip. So we'll have a historian joining us on these tours. It's going to be a wonderful time together in our nation's capital and in Colonial Williamsburg in 2022. June and September. If you want to go, go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com. Spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. St. Louis University administrators are threatening to expel a conservative student for hanging posters off campus promoting a Matt Walsh event. Administrators David Young and Jackie Weber confronted James Dowling, a member of the College Republicans. They told him he was not allowed to post anything off campus about the upcoming lecture. Now, the university's been cracking down on conservative thought and conversation both on and off campus, saying they have a right to govern the behavior of their students. Young America's Foundation says they plan on helping James fight back against school leaders. And I want you, the listeners of this commentary, to do the same. I've posted the email addresses and phone numbers of the university administrators on my website. Give them a call and let them know what you think about people who try to bully and silence students just because of their political beliefs. By the way, my new book available right now at ToddStarns.com. When you die, are you going to heaven or not? You can know for sure. 
heavenornot.net. Be silent before me so that I may speak. Then let come upon me what may. Why should I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my hands? Though he slay me, I will hope in him. Job 13, 13 through 15. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the uh, program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. That's what you're listening to on the Internet. We're at AFR.net, AFR.net. Tim Wildman here with Ed Battagliano and Fred Jackson. And as always, we thank you for listening. You want to make a clarification, Ed? Yes. I I don't always during the show get to look at our Facebook comments, but uh, tip of the hat to WD and some others. Uh, We do want to make a clarification on the Kroger policy. This that we discussed in terms of unvaccinated employees this policy change starting next year applies to salaried non-union employees. So we don't, we don't, I don't know what the percentage difference is in terms of unsalaried, you know, and who that I, I can guess what that might apply, who that those might be, you know, people stocking the shelves, but I don't know. Some States, those may be union jobs, but good clarification. Thank you to our uh, Facebook listeners for that. So the uh, Fred, you were bringing up the story prior to the break. The uh, Liz Cheney story. Yeah, Liz so. Cheney and the Dem- and the Dem- Is she the only Republican on the uh, January sixth? No. Uh, There's one more. Is it Kinsinger from Illinois who has announced he's not running again in twenty two? Okay. So, so but and, and the of course, January sixth committee. That's uh, that's a story in itself. Remember, the Republicans didn't get the opportunity, like they're supposed to, to put their pick on the committee uh, because they knew what was going on. Uh, the Republicans said, we know what this committee is all about. Right. It's for show. And so then Nancy Pelosi just picked, I, I've got my favorite Republicans. And she yeah, and picked I, two non-Trumpers. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's the key. We want to point out that uh, there are Republicans who we call them establishment Republicans, like the Mitt Romneys and others, Liz Cheney has, I've always liked Liz Cheney, uh, but she really did not like Donald Trump. It's and, personal with her. Yeah, and it's kind of personal between her and him and him and her. And I think that's why she's a favorite of Nancy Pelosi is because there are, uh, it, I guess it would be kind of similar to Republicans who like Joe Manchin mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. you know, because he's holding the line on issues that are important to Republicans. So Listen. when it comes to Trump and making sure that he is forever the uh, whipping boy for the Democrats, Liz Cheney serves uh, that purpose. Okay. <clears throat> I don't want to talk about this long, but because we talked about it some in the past, talking about January 6th uh, mm-hmm. last year. Last year? This year. This this year. Is, yeah, this year. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what happened at the Capitol was terrible, and it should be. And no, no one I know has diminished that uh, one-word description. Uh, in terms of people go storming into the Capitol building or going into the Capitol building unauthorized. Now, 
in video and a lot of people testified that uh, they thought they, the people, a lot of the people who went into the Capitol building thought that they were being welcomed in. Okay. So, <clears throat> but, uh, so while we don't want to uh, downplay the seriousness of, of doing that kind of thing, going into the Capitol building and, and, um, when you're unauthorized, when you weren't supposed to, when the uh, when the Congress was, t uh, uh, you know, doing their doing their constitutional business. However, <clears throat> the Democrats here and the liberal media and a handful of Republicans, it seems, in my view, they're trying to make this a lot more than it actually was. <clears throat> this was not an insurrection. In, in or a coup in the way that's being described uh, this was we all know what happened here this was a group of people who were worked up they were in a frenzy they were ticked off right mm -hmm. or they wouldn't have gone to Washington DC because they thought that the election had been stolen from President Trump and I don't want to rehash all that either now, I don't think it was wise for the president to advise them when you got people in that kind of mental state, I mean, I'm talking about angry and upset, to go down to the Capitol building, because <clears throat> he did tell them to go down to the Capitol building. Told them to be peaceful. <clears throat> told them to be peaceful. Yes, he did. But, but I'm just saying, you're, you're, to me, that's not a healthy situation. Right. Uh, okay. So, but... If this were an insurrection or a coup, these people would have taken arms. Right. Th these were uh, folks who just got carried away and went into the Capitol building, and uh, they didn't burn down the building. They didn't kill anybody. They didn't uh, start shooting things up. They didn't loot like's going on all over the country. They didn't take paintings off the wall. Uh, you had a couple of people go into a couple of offices, put their feet on the desk, and take pictures. Did take a mm. uh, podium and a laptop, okay. Nancy Pelosi's. Okay. So if this were a coup or an insurrection in the way that the Democrats want you to believe that it was, again, not to take away from the seriousness of what happened, uh, then all those things I just described would have happened. There would have been, there would have been mayhem. There would have been violence. There would have been right. hostages. There would have been... Uh, 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 this was the worst planned insurrection in the history of mankind. Right. So when, so, uh, this is all, this January 6th committee, uh, the, the Democrats want to use this to bash the Republicans and president Trump supporters <clears throat> from now until Jesus comes back, whenever yeah, that right. is Lord come back and he is coming back. Yes, amen. <laughs> I'm not using that as a joke, I'm, uh, but, but I, I, maybe I shouldn't use that expression. But you understand what I'm saying here. Mm -hmm. So uh, they, I guess they can keep on trying to you know, gin up people's anger toward January 6th, but I think the people who are angry about January 6th, including a lot of people who were conservatives and Republicans, uh, are, have, have, have moved on. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, you want to comment on? Well, no, I, I, I agree with that. And I, I think that this is uh, one of the few things the Democratic Party has left 
to put out in front of the public uh, is the narrative that Trump was a racist and a white supremacist and a threat to democracy. That was always, Mm -hmm. he was a dictator, okay? Colluding with Russia, by the way. Yeah, colluding with Russia, and the people who voted for him are the same way as proven by the insurrection, okay, quote-unquote, that happened in January 6th, a severe threat to our democracy, okay? And so, therefore, going forward, we want to make sure everyone knows that if you're a Trump supporter— uh, you know, and you wear your MAGA hat to downtown Chicago uh, when it's 16 degrees looking for Jesse uh, Smollett. Jesse, Jesse, Smollett. Jesse Smollett. You're that kind of person. You're a threat. And so come on, join us at the Democratic Party. I, that, to I, me, that's the only thing they've got going right I now. think you're exactly right. And they're going to keep beating this drum. Yesterday, the House voted to hold Mark Meadows, the former chief of staff of Donald Trump, his last one. Uh, before he was defeated in the election, in contempt of Congress. Now, why did they do that? Well, because they wanted him to come in and tell us the conversations that you had with your boss, then-President Trump, leading up to the days. All right? We want that. Mark Meadows is saying, well, I'm not going to do that because it's executive privilege, which many other presidents have done. So what happened after the, uh, the vote in the House, we go back to the January 6th commission, uh, with Liz Cheney, a member of that. What happened yesterday, Tucker Carlson is going to tell us about it, but Liz Cheney then proceeded to read text messages that were sent from several Fox personalities to Mark Meadows on that day, January 6th. Here's a little bit about what Tucker Carlson had to say last night. Uh, it is uh, cut number four. The January 6th committee has become the American version of a Soviet show trial. Ooh, overstating it, you think? Well, watch it for yourself on C-SPAN. Come to your own conclusions. We'll tell you this, the January 6th committee has somehow awarded itself the power to seize the personal communications of its political enemies and then make them public. The argument's really simple. Turn over your text messages or we're gonna send you to jail. Let's not lie about this. The point of this exercise is not to uncover crimes. The January 6th committee hasn't found any crimes and at this point will not find any crimes. The point is to harm and humiliate the people you disagree with politically and that's what they're doing. So yesterday, in case you missed it, Liz Cheney found herself with a list of text messages to and from Mark Meadows. Meadows was Donald Trump's last White House chief of staff. Now those texts showed no evidence of any crime whatsoever But since she had them, Liz Cheney thought they might be embarrassing to conservatives, so she read them on television. Some of those texts, it turns out, were from anchors here at Fox News, and Liz Cheney took special delight in reading those. According to the records, multiple Fox News hosts knew the president needed to act immediately. They texted Mr. Meadows, and he has turned over, and he has turned over. All right, turned over those texts. Well, it turns out... The Fox News uh, mentioned it was Hannity, it was Laura Ingram, and um, Brian Kilmeade. Well, the text that they wrote to Mark Meadows that day, January 6th, this is after those people had gone up to the Hill, is that they said the president needs to go on and condemn this. He's gone on the air right away and condemn this. It's terrible what these people did. Basically, Tim, your assessment of what those people did. 
That's all the texts say. Well, that, that should not be something that you would condemn the Fox News host for doing. They're just saying this is a terrible thing. The president should act on that. That's all, that's all these texts say. But then again, uh, is it possible that Liz Cheney is trying to wrap in Trump supporters, white supremacists, and Fox News as well? Well, that's when been are, kind of the narrative, hasn't it? When are we going to get off this white supremacist nonsense? If you want to hate President Trump, go right ahead. If you want to blame the people who went into the Capitol and say that was terrible, go right ahead. If you want to say written, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was wrong to defend himself or he shouldn't have been there or shot people, go right ahead. That's, but let's not... The, the Democrats and the liberal media, they just throw that white supremacist thing around like it's a matter of fact on anything they don't agree with. They'll just add white nationalist or white supremacist. I just don't know where that Kyle Rittenhouse said he didn't even know what a, 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 a militia was. Or uh, And he certainly not. He said, I'm not a white supremacist. Or That wasn't his motivation. For going that Biden said he's a white white nationalist, he's a white supremacist. Remember that? Or yeah. white supremacist. He was just going down there in that town to protect a business. Should he have been there or not? You can question that. But it wasn't motivated out of him wanting to be the grand wizard. Well, you know what's bizarre about this whole line of argumentation is that the left says that um this country is racist all right this is a racist country systemically systemically racist on the other hand they use white supremacist as an attack line because they know that the vast majority of americans would be would despise white supremacists and therefore if you can paint your political <clears throat> opponent as a white supremacist you're going to get people to turn away from your political opponents well if we're systemically racist why would people hate white supremacists. I don't understand. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Why would you use that as an attack line against your opponent? White supremacist, if I, the country's systemically mm, racist, they would be in favor of the yeah. white supremacists. They'd right. be voting for white supremacists. <laughs> right. So why I, use it as an attack line? Good point. Uh, I, 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 I can only guess that uh, what, what, what these folks who throw white supremacy around and, and white nationalism – they can't win on the merits of their argument, okay? Uh, their arguments on various and sundry issues, like Kyle Rittenhouse, for example, are they're weak, okay? They're with Kyle Rittenhouse shot three people. Two of them died who were attacking him. He was defending himself. That's what the verdict came down. It's what the video showed. That's what the video shows. <laughs> Two, all three of those white people that were shot by him uh, were white people, okay? They, they, who were thugs? Uh, so where does the where does the where does the white supremacy come into it? So you see what I'm saying? That's a very very weak argument. But the reason Biden and Harris and uh, these folks, uh, the Democrats, they they just they talk about whatever they do. Whatever issue they want to talk about, they'll say, white supremacy. Yeah. White supremacy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They just sort of throw it around like they're going through McDonald's. You know, I'll take some, I'll take a Big Mac, some fries, and and uh, white supremacy. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean that, 
it's just it's ridiculous. The 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 so I wish, uh, but it works. I guess I guess it scares people who, uh, you know. But here's the thing: the white supremacy or the white nationalist. <clears throat> where are they? Yeah. Biden says they're the greatest threat to our country that exists out there. And I'm wanting to know what radio stations do they own? What TV stations do they influence people? Where, where are their rallies? Mm-hmm. Where are their, uh, if, if they're the greatest threat, I want to know who are the, where are they being elected to office? Right. Uh, <clears throat> you know, where's their national convention? Yeah. Uh, you see what I'm saying? It's it's something you can't find, you can't see. So if does does racism exist in the world? In America, we have 330 million people. Guess what? You're going to find some white supremacists out there somewhere. Right. You're also going to find some black supremacists. Right. Yep. And some other racists who think they're people. A tiny, tiny group of people who may think that their particular ethnic group is superior to everybody else but but there's no cultural or political or social influence by white supremacists in america today yeah uh have you seen television commercials recently (laughs) Uh, i'll we we play spot the white person (laughs) (laughs) huh i I can't find uh, (laughs) huh i mean what i'm saying is we are a (laughs) we are a very diverse Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, group, uh, Americans are are made up of a very diverse group of folks. For the vast majority of people, we are loving and accepting right. and appreciate other people's cultures, even though it may not be ours. And we're friends and neighbors of of all kinds of groups. So, but but all that left wants to do is say, uh, throw out white supremacy on everything. Right. And it's just, it's, 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 it's not even true. And I think if you surveyed Americans, you give them truth, even the people on the left, give them truth serum. Right. They would say, uh, you know what? That's all we got, man. We got to, we got to scare, uh, minorities into voting right. for us. And, and so, uh, we can't we're going to tell them that Republicans gonna, for the most part are going to white supremacists. Right. And as Biden said a few years ago to that group, they want, they conservative Republicans want to put y'all back in chains. Right. So think about that. That's yeah. what he says. Now I question the people who would accept and believe that who are sitting in any kind of audience. Right. But, uh, this is all they. I guess this is all they got left in their playbook to promote is to scare, try to scare enough Americans to vote for them so that the Republicans don't put them in chains. Yeah. And I think it's all part of a Marxist agenda in this country. And that's why I think a lot of folks were pleased to see the results of the Virginia election because it was driven by parents. I know we've said this before. It was driven by parents who found out what their kids were being indoctrinated with in the school, which is exactly what and, you guys have been talking about. And may I say the white supremacists, supremacists, uh, supremacists with an S who voted for Yunkin to be governor. Yes. Also voted for a black woman to be lieutenant governor. Amen. Yes, that's, that's true. Right. I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> huh? Did they not know this? Yeah. Uh, the white that's su- right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's the, right. The, the, so, uh, another fact, F-A-C-T, mm-hmm. that belies the left's accusation against people who are conservative in our country that they 
are motivated by white supremacy Somebody and, and a, racism. Somebody sent a meme around uh, the offices yesterday, and it, and it was really, really excellent, whoever came up with it. So they said, so, you know, a meme has a picture, but it has the words on it. And one, and the first, it says Democrat, uh, Dems, uh, colon, Republicans or conservatives are racist. And then the fact conservatives dream Supreme court. And it had a picture of nine, (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, Oh. Nine Clarence Thomas. Yes, nine Clarence Thomas. Nine Clarence Thomas. Nine, nine Lord Deleepin. Yeah. Nine Clarence Thomas. Nine Clarence Thomases as our ideal for conservatives, right. our ideal Supreme Court. So how in what world does that make us racists? I don't in know. fact, Democrats would hate white Democrats would hate nine Clarence right. Thomases on the Supreme Court. Does that make them racist? Yeah. I'll tell you another just golden example of how the Democrats and the liberal media uh, want, want to say white supremacy, uh, Republicans uh, are driven by white supremacy, uh, which, which will show what, what a mockery that is, or make a mockery of that idea. The same people who argue that uh, CRT and all this, that America is a systemically racist nation, and want to you know what i'm saying they say that okay systemically racist everything is racism those say people say we uh say we ought to let uh all the brown people come in by the millions across the border for a better life for a better life Hmm. with huh Mm -hmm. so all the uh, the the people who say america is controlled by the white supremacists you know but but we need to Invite all the brown people coming across our border. Not all of them are brown, but we want to bring you into our systemically racist nation. Yeah. So you can so you can be persecuted and denied your rights too. Yeah. See, see what in, I'm saying? In, instead of saying you don't need to come, no, it's horrible here. AOC <laughs> and Biden should be down there going, "Do not come no. to this white supremacy uh, ruled nation." Uh, you know, uh, b- yeah. because you're not gonna be able to get a better life here right? because the white people are going to keep you down. You see what I'm saying? They're not saying that. They're saying y'all come. Yes. Why? Because, you know, you would have a better. It's good chance. here. It's good here. It's yes. good here. That's why all these people never leave. Remember <laughs> there, Remember all these celebrities? Uh, if Trump's elected, I'm leaving. Right. Huh? Remember all these people? No, you're not. <laughs> they didn't leave. No. Because this is the best place in the world. To yeah. live is the United States of America. Yeah. And so if the United States of America is a systemically racist country, it wouldn't be a great place for all of us. Yeah. Nobody's going to their... Uh, Nobody's country. flooding into Ecuador. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So anyway. All right, Fred, what else you got over here? Well, we, got, we, got, we, uh, we had just got a few minutes here. In somewhat a related story, very interesting, Jesse Smollett, I think most of our audience. I think we about burned that story up, Fred. But you got something left on that? Yeah, there's there's okay. there's one new development. On that. He was convicted by a jury of lying about his right. encounter at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, uh, yeah. being attacked. So yeah. he's convicted of all of that. Subway sandwich. Subway well, sandwich. In, two o'clock in the morning. Survived. It was a miracle. Right. Yeah. There was one black juror. Okay, right. one black juror. So he was asked 
What was it that kind of swayed you to find right. Jesse Smollett right. guilty? Right. He says it was the fact that the testimony told us that, you remember Jesse Smollett said this attacker put a noose around his neck. Yes, right. he did. But during the trial, an undisputed piece of testimony was that Jesse Smollett took the noose off, but then he put it back on. And this black juror basically said, um, as an African-American person, I'm not putting the noose back on at all. Right. So, so Smollett, uh, the, the, the two Nigerian brothers put the noose on his neck, I guess. Yeah. After yeah. the bleach was after yeah. the bleach administered, and, yeah. and just beat the poor guy to a pulp. Uh, uh, I'm right. Yeah. Well, Tongue and cheek. I, I guess he put his uh, subway sandwich down the, you know, down. Yeah. While, while they while, while he, they beat him, while they beat him up. Hey guys, could you do me a favor? <laughs> Let me put this set this aside. Right. I do want to eat this some at some yeah. point. So he goes <laughs> goes back to his apartment or condo, or whatever, and then <clears throat> puts the noose. Back on when the police come over. Yeah. yeah. Took it you off. You see the body cam. Put it back yeah. on. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. These three, these three clowns here, they're, uh, I, you know, I think I could beat them in an S SAT test. I really do. <laughs> these guys, huh? Well, who thought up this crime? You can do better than this. Well, I'm just, frankly, I'm a little disturbed that Fred won't pronounce the guy's name correctly the nigerian brothers no i'm talking about the uh the, the juicy smollett it's juicy smollett it's a french name oh. isn't it a french name <laughs> whatever juicy smollett juicy smollett i think you order that <laughs> at olive garden i'll have a juicy <laughs> would you I'll have a juicy uh, smollett I need those rolls with the curly fries yes. i don't want those regular fries oh man i think <laughs> i had the uh I've had a long day, honey. Would you make me a juicy smolay? <laughs> I really want to put kick. the little umbrella in it too. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, all so right. no more juice, no more juicy smolay stories, right? <laughs> okay. We agreed. Okay. All right, we'll be back in five minutes. End of story. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.